Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal reviews and tips to help you make the most out of your next cruise. My name's Kieran, I'm an independent travel agent specialising in all things cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah and I write over at Cruising with Kids, Cruising for All, Mini Travellers and Extraordinary Chaos. This week we've decided to talk about another upcoming and very exciting ship. Um, I think we're going to concentrate mainly on Sun Princess, aren't we? But a lot of what we're going to talk about does affect as well Star Princess, which is the two new ships coming to the Princess fleet. Um, Sarah, what are your first impressions when you've seen the first details of kind of these two new ships that are coming? Oh my God, I just couldn't be more excited. I just, I said to Chris, <laughs> we are going on this ship next year. And he was like, we've got four, I think we've already got three booked. Not, it's not negotiable. <laughs> we are going on this ship next year because it just looks yeah. incredible. I'm really excited. I think... I when I and I love Princess. I had a really fantastic sailing on um, Sky Princess, and I think their core cruise product is is really strong, and it's a really lovely mm. way to cruise. Seeing what they're doing on this next on these next two ships, I think it's just a really amazing evolution of kind of that core Princess concept. But they are introducing a few new ideas as well to what it means to sail with Princess as well. Um, so I think you can't go wrong. I don't think, and I know the ship's not built yet. It's a bold statement to say like this is going to be amazing, but I think it's very easy to say like these these new ships have a lot to offer and some really exciting new things come in definitely i mean well it's just it's like they've looked at everything they do and they're a really core brand aren't they so every ship you get on there they're, they're all very similar and where they, yes. they, i think they've completely turned that around with this so they're yeah. sticking with the, the lovely colors and but but they they've upped the luxury they've made it a bit more what's the word yeah. um what am i looking for contemporary yes. so it's just yeah, got definitely. that more contemporary feel to it which all right the ships are but this is just a different level and i think there's there's certain aspects i'm super excited about i think this all for me anyway my perception of this and i'm relatively new to the princess brand in the last couple of years but i feel like this kind of roadmap started kind of around about when sky princess came online but i feel like sky princess was the start of this kind of modernization of the princess concept because obviously that was the first ship to launch if i'm right with the medallion app um, and then from that point on, then I think the ships following it, so Enchanted and Discovery, have just kept moving the, the brand forward into this more modern, more um, contemporary product. And that's not to say that that Princess is old fashioned, is not. But I think you've seen subtle decor cha- changes, yes. design changes that have moved forward with Princess. And I think this is them moving forward confidently into great, this is the new Princess. Now, well, I know for some people haven't taken that very well. I think a lot of the kind of old school hardcore you know love cruise love boat fans of princess have probably taken some of this new releases a little bit negatively but i think the majority of people when they look at this the, the these these new ships are looking at it with very keen excitement i think i've spoken to more people who are excited by it than people who aren't definitely and i think you've got to look at um not that you want a new market but you you want a welcoming market don't you i mean yes i'm gonna say yeah. this i'm just gonna go out and say it but some of the stuff <laughs> i see in the facebook group um about families and it's awful yeah. and that's why we set our facebook group up because we didn't want families to be frightened yes. to be able to, to say something and, and some of the comments i've read around that have been horrible but then do you know what those people are in supermarkets they're in every walk of life and and i think the core princess you know i mean laura cruise lifestyle she's she's got lots of back sky princess on her site and she it looked amazing when she traveled on it and and that's who i think their their core demographic is you know nice people that want to cruise the world and so I think you've almost got to ignore the negativity. No, no, everybody is going to be happy all the time, are they? And if no, you're not happy no. about this, then I just I don't know what makes you happy, to be honest. I 
think a key thing as well, though, is Cruise has traditionally been very much having a brand and a perception about being for old people. And it, it's not that. And I think yes. the brands are a lot confident now in moving away from that space. I do think that this ship, you know, Sun Princess is very confidently going, no, we are a multi-generational product. Cruise is a multi-gen product. And now more than ever in a post-COVID world, families want to travel away together. And ships are doing everything in their power now to kind of offer something for the whole family. So it's not a case of, yes, you can bring kids. We have kids clubs, but there's nothing else for them to do. Ships are now looking for ways that they can introduce a lot more facilities for, you know, people who like that traditional cruise. They want to read a book, you know, in a quiet lounge type of thing. But also then the younger generation who want a bit more activities and a bit more kind of Mm. space to unwind and let off that energy. And I think more and more ships are doing that. And this ship, especially, I guess maybe we should just talk a little bit more about that. Do we literally start with the multi-gen angle? Because that's what we're, we're talking about. Should we talk about the new spaces coming specifically to these new ships that do cater really well to that multi-gen market? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, our sons are 18 and 22. And I think they're the perfect market, actually, for, for a family mm. like us that want to cruise. My boys have no tolerance of kids, which baffles yes. me because they were once a child themselves. <laughs> so, but they're very, they're sporty. Uh, they're, they're, they've got high standards. So. Yeah, so <laughs> you brought them up well. <laughs> yeah, well, Chris's I've made monsters. <laughs> but um, but they what? This is what I look at this, so that you know. I mean, you you know that I've got brands that I absolutely adore, but I think this. Yeah, my family would love this, and I think that it suits that yeah. sort of family, older teens. Uh, not necessarily about the clubs, about spending time together as a family and doing the activities. So let's start with the park 19 because that is really exciting i just want to add on as well so when the artwork came out for this i don't know if anyone if anyone follows me on twitter <laughs> i was going through the artwork i don't know if you've seen it because you didn't comment but some no. of the character animations are a little bit wonky <laughs> oh, no. so that there was me and um cruising with amber steph we we're kind of having a bit of a conversation in our heads that spilled out onto Twitter where we were giving backstories to all the animating characters in the artwork. <laughs> oh, <good laughs> we <were> just... <laughs> so if anyone oh wants God. to hunt them down, definitely check my Twitter. Me and um, Steph were having a full-on conversation and dialogue giving all the little um, CGI characters backstories of what they've been up to and how much they've spent in the um, Effie shop on board and things like that. Do you know what? You spend so much time on Twitter. I, if I don't know where you are, I check Twitter. Be, you'll be on Twitter. You'll be there. No, but I mean, they look really... I suppose there's nothing to show, is there, to share at the moment. All we've got is the, the visuals, yeah. the CGI's. But, um, but uh, Park 19 is set over three decks. So it's three decks of entertainment. I think that's what it is. There's, there's 21 yeah. decks in total, and I think it starts on deck 19, which is probably where the name um, Park 19 comes from. But it is definitely more of like an adventure playground is the best way I can explain to people who can't see the visuals right now. Um, so yeah, you've got lots of different like um, rope climbing, rope trails, things like that. So if you're kind of a bit more active, a bit more adventurous, you can do that. But the one thing that caught my eye that I really have a look at is this roller glider. I think I it looks so much fun. I've seen some great videos of people who've maybe done these and <laughs> they've gone flying really quick, but Again, it's difficult to show since they explain it without you look at the visuals, but it's a kind of like a roller coaster that's a bit like a, cro- a cross between a roller coaster and a zip line. That's the best way I can explain it. But you're strapped into it, aren't you? You can't just fall off it because yeah. you're up two yeah. decks up. Yeah, so you've got to like wear a harness. <laughs> no, it does look good. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, 
I don't think you're going to get little toddlers on it, are you? I think it's definitely aimed at older kids, families, or oh, couples yeah. like you and Phil going away and yeah. doing the, yeah. the sports activities. I think that, that to me, what do you think about the Horizon Tilt Wall? Yeah, that's a no for me. I've got like a massive fear of heights. Do you know like, <laughs> so, you know, they do the skywalk already on Sky, yeah. and I think the ships after they've got that little no, 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 not a fan, not a fan. Oh, I did it. I liked it. I haven't forgiven Holland America still because their stairs are the after the ship to go from one deck to the other on the pool deck area. You have to go around stairs that go over the edge of the ship. And with no warning, they have glass floor stairs halfway up. Still haven't forgiven Holland America for that still to this day. I don't like things like that, but yeah. When I was on Regal Princess, because um, I was like, that was a falls over it and video on my feet. I loved it. And this lady <laughs> really didn't want to do it. So I held her hand. I was like, really? I'll hold your hand, we could do it. And after she was yeah. like, thank you so much. I've always... So some people just can't... I mean, there's also... You've got um, a net rope course, haven't you? Uh, I love stuff like that. And I think being up... And I think it's one step above a rock climbing wall because the rock climbing wall, you're against the wall. So you try to look around. Yeah. But this, you're actually up and you can see the sea, which I just love the idea of. Um, there's lots of sports, isn't there? But then there is a splash pad as well, which is fab. Which I think is so nice because they've never had anything, have they? For like t- tykes, I guess, or toddlers. They've never had anything really that little, little ones could really, I think you know, cool down is, in. It's, it's One of the newer ships has got one. I can't remember which one it is, but one of the newer ships okay. has got a sliver at the side of the ship. But I've not been on it. Um, but I know we've got an article somewhere on the website. If that's joined to the main pool then, though, can little, little ones go in that? Because if it's obviously no. a shallower end of a larger pool... No, I think it's like on the side. It's like round the side of the ship. Um, it was. A, it's a tiny little area, but it came out a couple of years before COVID. COVID actually, it might have been on yeah. the sky or this. Um, but it did look really good. And actually, for families, you want that's what you want to have a separate area yeah. where. Well, that's what this is, isn't it? This is a full-on splash pad at the after the ship as well. So you can have those amazing after yeah. views. But it's got lots of little like fountains and sprinklers. Like you, either you as an adult, and I have spent many a times when I may have had a few rums running through things like this <laughs> to cool down but definitely for the little ones as well i think you know it's, it's going to be really just a nice speech to have at the back of the ship to cool down on those hard days as well <laughs> i've got i've got this vision now of do you, have you seen that only falls and horses when they win a holiday and it rodney has to be the kid no we've never seen it oh no it's like it's, it's an adult but <laughs> del boy enters him into a competition and says but he's like seven <laughs> Six foot, and he has to go in all the kids' clubs the whole holiday, and he's really mad at him. But, um, yeah, I had a vision of that him. That is me. Kid... I do get FOMO yeah. with the kids' clubs. When I'm like, can I come in and have a look? And they're like, no, you're too old. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> so, yeah, the kids, I mean, the kids' clubs have always been fantastic on Princess anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they've got they've got exciting areas, but then the ones I've seen in all the ships I've been on, the, the boys have always loved it. Um, so, yeah, so the exciting bit. This is the bit you're most excited about, isn't it? And I, <laughs> I saw these today and I was just like, yeah, this is great. So do you want to introduce it? Yeah. So when I said mentioned this yesterday, I thought you was a bit non-committed. And now I know why, because <laughs> you hadn't really looked at it. No. So this is going to be Princess Cruise's first ever dedicated suite area. So you've got two different collections. You've got the reserve collection. I'm, I've got, I'm reading my notes here. Um, because I'm currently writing an article on it. So... The reserve collection is junior suites. So you've got junior mm-hmm. suites. It, so it's the, not all the junior suites, but certain junior suites in the reserve collection that they're in premium locations. They've got a dedicated cabana deck and access to a private restaurant for the reserve collection. So they've got that bit more of an intimate cruise experience. So you've got like these junior suites and then that. 
But then you've got the signature collection. Now, the signature collection, I mean, I wish we could show pictures because it has a pool, it has a yeah. sun deck. I think, I don't really want to compare to another cruise line, but I'd say um, the celebrity areas, I'd say I'd compare it yeah. to that. Yeah. So you've got like your two deck lounges, you've got your signature restaurant, you've got a signature yeah. sun deck with a pool. It just looks phenomenal. It's it's so one of the reasons why I loved Princess when I sailed with them was I didn't feel like I was excluded from areas, and it, right. this is weird. So I I get to the point with this when when I first saw this I was a little bit like nope don't like it because I don't like that some brands have suite on the areas. I always feel like I'm missing out because I can't afford to go into those areas. However, I think they've done it incredibly well, um, and I really do love what they're doing with it. So that you know these spaces, I don't know why I've changed my opinion. And I can't quite put my finger on it because I'm usually very anti ship within ship concepts. I'm turning around to mainly because maybe it's just all the cruise lines have introduced them. So I think it's mm-hmm. just this is the way the industry is going. But looking at the way that Princess has done it, I think I can see where the value is now. Particularly when I was looking at those Cabana um, cabins. Oh, I know they're amazing. And I think and we've you've talked actually about got. This. It's out. Sorry, it's outside your balcony. You've got your own sunbathing area. I feel like this, and this is if people have seen the PNO conservatory cabins. I feel like this is them evolving that that idea yes. and turning it into yes. a separate class. That's the way I look at it now, and I'm like, this feels like how it should be. So, yeah. for those people who haven't seen this Casa um, cabin, it has your standard balcony cabin, but there's also a mini sunroom attached to it as well. So, kind of, you've got your own little conservatory or sunroom, and then your outdoor balcony. But then that outdoor balcony then adjoins a special district as well that's only available to people staying in these cabana class suites as well. You've got your own kind of um, send deck attached close to the promenade area as well that you can go into. So not only are you get in, and this for me sounds bliss, and this is why I love Princess. So if you want to relax and unwind on a longer voyage, their cabins are amazing for this. So to have that yeah. sunroom to sit in and maybe read a book or for me to play, and I'm a bit of a geek, but to play my Nintendo Switch, in that sunroom, having the ocean breeze coming in, but then to be able to step out then into a little more reserved, quiet area, for me, I would happily pay the premium to have that experience to kind of be mm. a little bit further away because sun decks on princess ships can be a little bit of a war of attrition sometimes to try and get um, a sun lounger. So to have that private space, I think it's it's brilliant. See, I disagree with that. I think, I mean, all right, on those mini cruises, it was a nightmare to get sunbed. But I would mm. say that mini cruise was anything like I would. True. It, it, was, it wasn't princess yeah. to me, that, that mini cruise. Um, no. But when you when we went on long, longer sailings, I'd say it's the one ship that we've been on. I mean, I've loved all the ships really? I've been on, but it was the one ship yeah. we've been on. We never we never struggled to sit by the pole. Yeah. See, I did a I did a British Isles cruise, so it wasn't really sunbathing weather mm. um, in September. Yeah. So the pool the pool was like we had space to watch films and things like that, but it wasn't heaving. But definitely my my yeah my mini cruise. Yeah, you that can't was awful compare that. Guess, and lounges. Yeah. yeah. You, well, we just we just played to go in the it, what's it called. It, uh, sanctuary it's not the retreat it's sanctuary we just played to go in the sanctuary um because yeah. i walked out and said to chris not a chance i am not sitting yeah there. and it's and do you know what each to their own but i've just got this thing about busy poles but that was not i don't think that was on oh. brand at all no okay it'd be interesting i i've heard that it can be like that on, on princess i think in the sunnier climbs caribbean and the mediterranean yeah. it can be a bit tricky um regardless anyway you know that's a cruise line problem. All cruise lines suffer with some yeah. wars at the end of the day, particularly when they go into warmer climbs. So it's not like that's a bad thing. I think what will work in the favor of this ship is there are so many spaces to get the sun. And this is this amazing trend that I'm loving more and more cruise lines are doing that. But, you know, by having a lot more promenade space that has more um, sun lounges on it, so you've got kind of lower down sun areas, 
They've obviously got the new, um, I forgot what it's called. I'll find it now. The Seaview Terrace as well. Sorry. So obviously the sanctuary's been moved. So Seaview yeah. Terrace as well also offers them more space to relax and unwind. You've got the promenade. You've got the pool deck. You've then also got then at the aft as well. You've got the um, the Wakeview Terrace as well. So there's just tons and tons of space if you wanted to, to find somewhere to sit and enjoy the sun if you wanted to be kind of around it. But they've all got amazing access to pools and spas and hot tubs as well. So again, I don't think anyone's going to struggle to find a sanctuary of their own to kind of really enjoy without having to pay to go into the sanctuary on board this ship. And I love that they've embraced that actually on this ship, that they've looked at all the outside space. And I think that's something that P&O have done lately as well. Is that they've oh, yeah. looked at it and they wanted to create more outside. And so, yeah. and like, I think you're going to go on there and feel quite safe that you've got that, which is exciting. Because there's more pools as well, isn't there? I believe so, yeah. there's And yeah, the Wakeview Terrace is incredible. Oh my God, look at that. Yeah, I love as well. I love little wakes, wake spaces. I don't know what it is. Any ship that has a really nice, I big, know. open, wake act view with a pool with a pool and a, and a bar. <laughs> That's where you'll find me most days. I've got pictures of the kids on the Queen Mary, actually, with transatlantic crossings to New York. So it was like horrendous weather. And they stood at the back of the ship with all their hair up on end because I was like, I have to get the picture every time I've got a cruise of you at the wake. And they're like, it's cold. <laughs> Because I just stand there for a minute and all their hair, their coats are all like balloons. But um, I've got it. But have you seen the theatre? I mean, you know that that's one of I my loves in my life. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's a bit, it reminds me of cats. So the, the theatre, obviously, we've got the images in front of us. So for anyone listening, theatre's a circle. So yeah. it's called the Princess Arena. So I think they're going to reimagine what they do in that. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so. The sister brand, Holland America, on the Pinnacle class of ship have a similar concept as well. Their theatre is in the round. And obviously, Celebrity on the Edge series, they also have theatre yes. in the round. Now, it, it's a challenge from a production, technical production point of view. I'll be honest, and this is my background as kind of a corporate events producer. It's very difficult to produce yes. in the round. So the fact that they're doing that as that is the configuration of the theatre sets a standard of what they're going to be doing. Everything they're going to be producing for this theatre is going to be high end because it's very difficult to produce shows that work. But what I believe is different with the arena as well on Princess is it transforms. So it's not, it, it won't change as in it still will be in the round, but the, the seating tier can also move around as well. So I've been told. So they can actually move where right. the seats are to kind of expand it for different shows and different productions as well. So it's going to be transformational as well, which I think is really unique to this particular space. So even though, you know, more and more brands are moving towards doing theatre in the round, this seems like they're taking that to another level again and adding this extra layer by being able to transform that space with movable seating tiers and things like that as well. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that space. So the other thing that you mentioned earlier, which I hadn't clicked onto, but I'm quickly, I've been, I did the heading into my article, um, the buffet's been moved. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> I don't know how many countless ships I've been on and how many ships I've seen, but normally the buffet, you can always say, oh yeah, buffet, aft deck pool ahead of pool deck aft that's where you find the buffet but weirdly yeah on this ship um it's actually going to be located on and i've written it down because i can't remember but deck nine and there's 21 decks so the pool deck is around about deck 15 off the top of my head uh deck 19 sorry is the pool deck so the fact that it's middle of the ship aft is a very interesting change it actually makes it closer to kind of where all the cabins are as well so you're actually gonna not necessarily always be able to go to the pool deck to get food for the buffet which i think is i think it's an interesting change I think it's brilliant for families. It's, I mean, it's like Joe's 18. Um, it, when we last cruised, he was he just finished his GCSE, so he wasn't quite 17. And I wouldn't have let him go to the buffet at night to get food because I wouldn't go mm. on the top deck. And, and yeah, if, unless we were with him, I know he's older, but still, you just right. don't know, do you? So I think if if he's on deck eight, you'd, you'd feel comfortable that he could just nip and because True. 
at that age, they just want to eat Still all the time. Still the ship. Plus, you've got little kids, so they want to go for a midnight snack. That's much easier. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's brilliant. And I just think that's good for everybody. Huh? Yeah. I, like, I think that's a positive change. Because sometimes you want a snack and you can't be asked to walk, can you? You think, oh, it's too far. That's, and as soon as you said that, I've gone, actually, yeah, it does. The number of times you've got to go to the outside area. So if you're, say, forward and you want to be, and it is lazy, you can obviously go to the aft inside the ship and then go up. But say, like, if yeah. you're like us, you always go up to the deck you want from the, the, yeah. the nearest elevator bank. So if you go to the, um, the buffet deck and you're at the front of the ship, sorry, and you've got to go up, you normally end up having to walk outside yeah. to get into the buffet. And they've been designed that way intentionally, so you can go from poolside to buffet. Um, but... I actually, as you say, it's actually such a, it's not a small change, it's a massive change, but it does change your relationship to the buffet. It's not going to feel like an extension of the pool deck anymore. There is still tons of food available at the pool deck and they haven't announced all of the poolside dining options yet. Um, but it does feel like a conscious choice, as you say, yeah, to make it a little bit more accessible to everyone on the ship without having to go outside all the time. Well, I've got here um, the Lido Grill, which... That, that is my weakness on a cruise, a burger by the pool. <laughs> just, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. When I, when I was on P&O, honestly, my friend was like, I got off, I said, I just need a burger because they didn't have any gluten-free bu- burger buns. And every day I was like, I just want a burger. But um, yeah, yeah. so lead a free grill, uh, uh, sliced by Alfredo. So you've got pizza, pizza bar, yep. and tacos. Pizza's amazing. And ice cream and free bars. I ate so many tacos on Sky Princess because you can order them as well on Ocean now. Yeah. If ever I was peckish for longer than four minutes, <laughs> I, was there, I was ordering tacos to wherever I was on the ship. I was like, Bring me more tacos. <laughs> so I think that's good. And I think that's something that I I own as a sister brand, aren't they? So I suppose we can talk about there that. Um, I think that's yeah. something they did well around the pole. They divert and they've got that big um, snack bar. So it diverts yes. people away from, and they don't do burgers in the buffet at all. It stopped the crowds. They they just channeled everybody differently at lunchtime, so that that really worked. And then you've not got wet people in the buffet. Well, and that's that's the thing. That's the one thing. And I'm not going to name the name, but I was on a little bit brand anyway. And there was literally somebody in his speedos, not speedos, but like swimwear, and that's it. No for no footwear on, just walking around in pool shorts, walking around the buffet. And it just does. It gives me the like the heebie-jeebies. I'm just kind of like, can you just not? Can you just put something on? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. That, like people in this swim, we're walking around with towels wrapped up around them. And I know you're on holiday. Not one, not around my food. <laughs> just yeah, then you got to sit on the chair world. after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, no. No, I think it's a really good move. One thing that I um, read about as well is that because this is the first ship that's been constructed before um, the medallion technology. So they've actually changed as well where all the smaller galleys are. So normally if you're ordering a snack from Ocean now um, to bring it to you, kind of using the medallion technology, it's got to come from one particular kitchen. That may not necessarily be where you are, but apparently this ship has been built now with lots of satellite kitchens dotted throughout it to make facilitating Ocean now orders a lot quicker. So again, right. I feel like this is going to be the first chance as well for a kind of princess to kind of go, yes, medallion's a great bit of technology, but this will be the first ship that is being designed intentionally with the technology and the features of Ocean yeah. um, and built into it. Something else, um, I was going to say what the picture you've got behind you, but obviously not everybody else can see it, is the piazza, the dome. The dome, is it called the dome? Yes. Oh, the dome and the so piazza. I've got the dome. There's two different areas, yeah. So I've got right. the dome. So, the, so we have mentioned this as well, but the, the this, this ship, Sun Princess and Star Princess, are part of the Sphere class. They're a whole new class of ship. Now, apparently she's an evolution of the XL class of ship but it's another ship that other lines within the carnival family have taken on but I feel like she's nothing like any of the other XL classes of ship 
But the big feature of it is ultimately there's a giant sphere in the piazza, which is famous. What Princess is famous for is the piazza. And we could talk about the piazza in more detail as well. But then on the top as well of the ship, there is also the dome, which is a multifunction space as well on the top of the ship, which is a half sphere on the top of the ship facing forward, um, which gives it that iconic look outside where you've got a giant glass bubble on front. But it does look like my type of heaven. A multi- I, I love transformational spaces on cruise ships where yeah. during the daytime they're one space and in the evening they transform into a totally different venue. It looks like a super classy, modern Roman amphitheater. That's the only way I can describe it. And that's, yeah, that's what they they said. It's been designed inspired kind of like by Santorini. So kind of where you've got the tiered, yeah. you know, hillside views of Santorini. That's how it's been designed. So from what I've heard, there is a pool inside it. I don't know how big the pool is, um, but there is a pool in there. So during the daytime, you've got, oh yeah, pool by sunlight. So during the daytime, it's like a pool. So you can relax in kind of that all weather in space and environment and have cocktails, drinks and food and all that type of stuff that we love kind of those solarium-like spaces for. But it transforms in the evening then into a kind of performance space as well. So a cocktail lounge, you know, you've got access. And again, this is what this ship's amazing for is this connection to the ocean and to the sky as well. So the fact that you're in this space, you've got unfiltered access to kind of the, the stars above you or the sun, the, the sky above you. Oh, it's just going to be incredible to sit there and just enjoy that space, see the sunset. And they've got Cirque, Cirque Eloise by night. It'll be interesting because I, I, I don't like the pool. I like a covered pool. But I don't like it to feel like I'm at Centre Parks, which I think a lot of yeah. people have done. Um, so I'd be yeah. interested to see if they get that right. Um, but it does look beautiful. It's much more stylish. I can't see how big the pool is. I don't think I've seen a bit of artwork yet that shows the no. pool exactly. So it'll be interesting, as you say, yeah, to see how big that pool is. I, my, my impression is it's not a, a massive pool. I don't think it's designed to be the solarium where it is the pool indoors. I think it's just yeah. a pool to cool down in, I think, is what I'm getting. But I can't see one piece of artwork that shows that exactly because that looks like it should be a really chilled out sunbathing area with bird music and <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than chaos and splashing and it looks yeah. like it should be chilled but then i suppose yeah I, I hope so i hope it's going to be very much like that kind of like what the sanctuary is now on board i think it's just yes. a, a bigger evolution of that sanctuary concept so you know, if for the people who don't know sanctuary is an extra charge space on board the current ships whereby you can pay for a half day full day pass but you get kind of comfy lounges, you get meal service in there, and you can have drinks and cocktails, and there is like a hot tub and things like that. I feel like this is just a public version of that. Much bigger, obviously, because mm. it's the entire front of the ship. So, not front, but part of the front of the ship. Um, but yeah, it just looked like a really lovely place to relax in the sun, or the you know the, sun, the stars, just enjoy a nice drink and relax. I do love the sanctuary. I love it. I just think it's worth every penny. I just... Yeah. But then now you've got the signature... So that's just a whole new option. So tell us a bit about the Piazza then. So yeah, Piazza. So again, Princess are known for this. Most of their ships have all this grand atrium or the Piazza as they call it, which is again a multifunction space whereby they will have live music performing. There's those venues and bars dotted all off it. But again, it's just been reimagined as well for the Sphere class. So on some Princess Star Princess, um, it's very different looking. And it is, if you look at pictures of the ship from the outside, um, you will see this giant like sphere bubble in the middle of the ship ultimately and this is where the piazza is going to be it is higher up than usual so normally it's kind of on decks four five six this starts at seven eight nine which is quite interesting as well so it just means that it is in the middle of the ship higher up um and it just has this beautiful open air contemporary design as well and they have said that they will also use this as well for kind of performance pieces as well so it's not just going to be kind of your um you know band band uh, singer performer type of thing there will also be shows again no details about what that is so it could just be aerial acts with a bit of music we don't know but 
they have said as well that it's been designed to be a theatre space esque anyway, at least anyway. So mm. people can sit there, get a drink, a cocktail, and watch some sort of performance piece and some sort of show. But I also really love the floor to ceiling LED wall as well that they have in there as well, which I think is quite a feature. Mm. And I could just see them bringing kind of destinations to life using that as well. So I'm sure you're going to get beautiful imagery and the destinations can be visiting, which I think is one thing Princess do incredibly well of bringing your itineraries to life on part of the sailing, whether it's through cocktails in places like Good mm. Spirits, you know, by having the menu choices as well. I just see that as another avenue for them to bring, you know, the destination to life through, you know, beautiful graphic and imagery. So I've just seen guest capacity and I got stuck on this last week because it was... So I don't know if this is double or whether it's full. 4,300. Do you know? I've I've been told 4,000 at double. Right, so okay. I right. don't know what max capacity is, but I've, I've got the figure 4,000 at double occupancy. So 4,003 could be close to it. Right, which is amazing. Yeah, that's not a lot, actually. For the size of ship no. that she is, that's not a lot of people. It sounds like a lot of people, but for the size she is, that's not a lot. No, because she's 175,500 gross ton. So that's actually mm. a lot of space for people, which I've yeah really appeals to me, really appeals. So one thing I, I found out as well was there is actually one main dining room, as far as I can tell, on board the ship as well. So they've announced it's actually a three-story main dining mm. room, which I, I could only talk about like Sky Princess. So Sky Princess has multiple dining rooms that you can go to. Now, the food's the same in them, but they're just different spaces to spread you out. What I can gather from what I've seen of this is there's going to be a three-story main dining room, but each floor, from what I can tell, will have a slightly different decor and different feel. So that will create that sense of going to different dining rooms. But it is a multi-story dining room where there is going to be artwork that will feature throughout all three floors. So it just allows us to make those really amazing statement, you know, feeling. When you walk in, there's nothing better than walking into a main dining room and just seeing this giant, you know, chandelier or giant piece of artwork that kind of goes floor to ceiling on multiple floors. So I think it'll give you that wow when you walk in yeah. and apparently they've explained that there still will be smaller pockets dotted out as well so you can still feel right. like you get in a smaller restaurant feel even though it is one big multi-floor dining room they've not announced much about menu so even for like the specialty so the signature collection that has its own restaurant as well uh-huh. they haven't confirmed yet obviously whether that will have its own menu or whether it'll have its own signature choices none of that detail has come out yet so we don't know kind of how the menus are going to work on board whether or not each of these floors will have different menus none of that details come out yet but Again, I just think it's interesting they've gone back to the multi-story main dining room feature as well that kind of they moved away from. Also, um, they're, they're not going all out on specialty dining, are they? They do, they're sticking to what they really do well, which I, mm. I haven't eaten in Sabatini's, but I know that Laura, uh, if you want to mm. see her reviews on Cruise Lifestyle, she adores it. We couldn't get in. Well, I think we just it was we was on the short cruise. Crown yeah. Grill is the best steak I've ever had at sea. Really? Yeah. See, I've done Sabatini's, but not Crown Grill. Oh, it was a food coma. It was amazing. Yeah. We couldn't yeah, eat yeah, it all. Yeah. It was amazing. So I think they do specialty dining really well. It's classic, um, it, but the food's amazing. And they, they do cocktails to match, don't they, as well? So I think they're just doing what they do well with food and not stretching themselves, which I think is great. There is more food to be revealed, though. So, so far, they've only announced kind of the core offering, which I think is stuff that right. fans of Princess will know. So there is now mm. a teppanyaki on board as well, which I don't think they've ever had on a princess. They've had a sushi oh, yeah, counter sushi. before. But there is a teppanyaki. And the best pizza at sea, Alfredo's. That's been expanded as well. Now, see, so, yeah, Alfredo's is now a, um, a bigger venue on board. Um, International Cafe is back, but there is another new coffee shop as well called Coffee Current. So there's more spaces mm-hmm. to kind of get coffee. And I love International Cafe. Or cafe. <laughs> I always agree with International Cafe. 
as a concept, I think is fantastic to be able to have that kind of, you know, premium coffee that you can go into. And again, if you get the mm. Princess Plus or Premier Package, coffee's included. To be able to grab like, you know, a coffee, you can have ice lattes, you can have lattes, all sorts of drinks, and then get a, a cake or something. And it's so quick and convenient and easy. So I, mm. I love, and again, normally it's in the Piazza as well, in International Cafe. So you can kind of go into yeah. the Piazza, get a coffee, sit down somewhere, for, have a quiet moment. There's nothing better. And again, so this will have, again, that sphere. So it'll be in that bubble on the side of the ship. It'll have floor to ceiling windows as well, which again is one of my issues with Sky Princess. You don't feel that connection to the ocean very often. Oh, right. This is the total opposite now. Because you've got floor to ceiling windows in that piazza area now, you're going to have amazing panoramic views of the ocean pretty much everywhere from that central area. So get, again, sitting with a coffee or a cocktail, watching the ocean go by, that's going to be magic. And crooners. I love crooners. I <laughs> just really love it. I don't remember crooners, actually, from Sky Princess. Where is it on Sky? It's always in the piazza. You... No, I, but there's there's always a piano man in there about every night. And it's a bit nautical. Our favourite, though, was Good Spirits. I have to be honest. We we did live in Good Spirits on board Sky. Yeah. So maybe that's why we didn't. I don't remember crooners. But, I, but yeah, me and um, me, Phil and Good Spirits were on, were on good terms, put it that way. <laughs> I don't know if I've been in good spirit. It changes in space on that class of ship. So on Sky Princesses, on the Piazza, up on kind of um, one of the balconies overlooking the main area, it's very small, oh, but right. I believe on the ship after Discovery or Enchanted, I can't remember which one it was. It's a total different venue, so it's kind of a bigger space on there. So they do seem to play about with kind of positioning of all these venues on board. That's why, so even though on one ship it may be quite prominent, it could be quite a small venue on another right. one, but good spirits. It's where they do kind of signature cocktails, but they're all themed after destinations the ship sails to. Right. You get some fantastic cocktails on board and then they teach you how to make them as well. Oh, that's, oh, I mean, that's my I'm definitely going on bliss. next year. This, that's my own for next year <laughs> to get rid of fault. In the signature collection with the pole, I just can't wait. A I'm tempted by those cabanas. Those cabana sweets do look incredible. They do, they do. And I'm not a sweet person. I don't normally gravitate towards sweets, but <laughs> I think this is the first time I've looked at sweet class on any ship and gone, oh, I, I that... That I could happily do. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, we've had a... We've booked... I mean, the last one we had bought got cancelled, didn't it? So that was a bit of a nightmare. Uh, I'm happy with it. You know, any different level of... It just, I just yeah. want to be on the ship. But I just think this yeah. is really appealing. We talked about it earlier on. One thing as well that's unique is that the way the ship's been built, and I think it's by moving all these venues around, by lifting the promenade up as well and moving things around. There are... What I found interesting, there's no obstructed views on this ship whatsoever. So even an ocean view category. So if you wanted to book an ocean view category or you book a kind of the cheapest balcony cabin... It's not obstructed, which that takes some engineering to build a ship that the lifeboats yeah. and the machinery and things like that don't interfere with anything. So again, and it's something they did on Sky. Sky had like, I think it was majority balcony class, um, balcony suites as well. So the fact that they value the, your cabin to make sure you're not getting a minimal experience in your cabin is really, really good mm. as well. So regardless of whether you're booking a, you know, an ocean view right the way up to one of yeah. these suite classes, you're going to guarantee no obstructed view. I, I can't stress how good that a deal that is. And the balcony cabins, actually, they're, I mean, they're gorgeous. They're, they're, they're not like other cruise balcony cabins, are they? I just feel they're, no. they're, they're more luxurious. They just are. Yeah. One thing as well is they fixed the um, bathroom issue as well. Because the one thing I will say on Princess, the, the balcony, the cabins are lovely, but the bathrooms are ne- not that big. What they've done, and some people are going to love this, some people are going to hate this, but the, the walk-in wardrobe for me on Princess was amazing. I love the fact that you've got a walk-in wardrobe. That has now gone on this class of ships. You don't have your walk-in wardrobe anymore. But what they've done is they've given that space over to the bathroom and the wardrobe space, but it's opposite the bathroom on the wall. So if you kind of go on, um, 
I know Chris said I call it America to the same things. As you walk into your cabin, on the left is normally where your wardrobe is. It, obviously, your orientation could change. But as you walk in, your wardrobe is on the wall to the side of you and then your bathroom. But the benefit of this is the bathroom's now bigger. So you've got more space in the bathroom, which is the one thing I will say of the bathrooms felt a little bit capsule-esque on Sky. This is totally different now. It's got fully redesigned bathroom, um, bathrooms, but the balcony still, uh, the balcony cabins still have that same amazing space as well that you still get on all the other princess ships. So they've got shower doors now? Leave so yes, I, believe, I know, I know. But that's the thing, and it, it didn't it didn't bother me too much. But I can sure. definitely see like you know shower curtains are a strong choice in a in a balcony. Um, I feel like I fight with them trying to get out of the shower. Get <laughs> <laughs> wrapped up in it, <laughs> sticks to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I tell you who did. So you know, you know, where's Walter? He did a really good video acting, a little tip about it about putting crocodile clips on the bottom of your shower curtain oh, wow. to actually weighs the shower curtain down. And I yeah. said, you know what? Well, that man's got some genius ideas every now and then. That's a quite a cool little tip. But I'm just double checking. I'm trying to get to the cabin section on the website, but I'm pretty sure. That does mean they've done. A, I'm pretty sure somebody else has said it as well. Now it means there are now no um, shower curtains on board Sun or Star Princess. I'm just trying to double check before I say that officially. I do get excited when I see a shower door on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> what we said didn't we on our last review is these, these small things like this. That the more you sail, all of a sudden they become they they were small things when you're new to cruise. You're like, oh my god, I'm just so excited yeah. to be on a ship. And now you're like, no, 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 yeah. I will not tolerate it if it's not a chef. Yeah. No I, want glass water door. And a, and a, I want water and a shower door. <laughs> That's it. You can screw everything else on the chef. If you've got a shower curtain, I ain't coming off. <laughs> but yeah, the visuals of the, the, the cabin den floor plan does now have um, glass on the shower. Oh, lovely. I mean, it wouldn't put me off because I love princess ships, but but that's, yeah. that, that's the downside of the bathrooms, the shower curtain. The bathrooms do look a lot more spacious and a lot more well thought out now. So I think that's really exciting. Like I say, we, it does mean we've lost those walk-in wardrobes, which was such a cool feature to have um, <laughs> on Princess. But I think the trade-off is worth it to have a slightly better laid out bathroom, shower unit. Um, you're still going to have your wardrobe space. It's just no longer going to be in its own little walk-in area. Um, but you still got the sofa bed, you still got your bed and everything. So you still got the, the, the square foot apparently is exactly the same. They've just reconfigured how it's laid out to give the bathroom right. a bit more space to breathe. So this is future me and Sarah jumping back into past me and Sarah, just to say, we realized after we filmed that we didn't actually mention where Sun Princess is going to be sailing. <laughs> we got so excited so bit <laughs> about all the different suites and all the new venues that we were like, oh yeah, we don't actually know where she's sailing. So this is us coming back. Yeah. Uh, just to share with you guys where she's actually to be sailing. So, Sarah, oh. you've been having a little bit of a closer look at this because you're thinking of booking. Um, where is she sailing? Yeah, so, I mean, I think in my mind yesterday, I wasn't even getting off the ship. It was fine. I didn't know where it was. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me to the bulk head, hang on. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. So, right, then let me just go back. So, looking at the website, and obviously, Kieran, you've got all the thing, but I've got all the pretty pictures. Yeah. So, yeah. our inaugural is on the 8th of February next year. And that starts off at Barcelona. Goes, it's a ten day across to Italy to Rome, and then she stays in the Mediterranean. But it's a really good mix, actually. So you've got a mix of twenty days. Uh, you've got some seven days in there. You've got some grand voyages. So that because sometimes I think with sometimes with princess, I think they're all big voyages, aren't they? So yeah. you've got those seven yeah. days slotted in and the ten days, so that everybody can. Yeah.
And they've picked Fort Lauderdale as well as their kind of um, primary port for a lot of the Slurm Princess sailings as well, which is an interesting choice because obviously it's a bit further up than Miami. I personally love Fort Lauderdale and I think it's a fantastic place to kind of explore. You don't have to, say if you did want to go off and visit the Orlando area and do the attractions, you don't have to go as far down as the Miami Cruise Terminal. You're also not dealing with the carnage that is driving through Miami as well. So actually Fort Lauderdale is kind of a lovely between the two type of thing. It's obviously closer to Miami. So maybe if you wanted to maybe do Miami and then go up to Fort Lauderdale, you can totally do that as well for those Caribbean sailings. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a really lovely, as you say, a nice mix of things as well. They're not doing the kind of round trip back-to-back stuff in Europe, at least anyway. In the in the Caribbean, they're doing East and West Caribbean, so that kind of classic East and West islands. Um, but in Europe, they're doing everything. So if you were interested in maybe the Greek Isles or maybe you wanted to do the Mediterranean instead, there's something on there for you definitely to kind of, you know, do those more Mediterranean ports. Or if you want to go off and do those kind of Greek Isles, you could totally do that. She's also going to further afield as well, if I'm right. Did I spot some slightly less traveled areas like yeah she's going to Couture as well Corfu which I fell in love with this year Gibraltar Marseille um where else it does look really good actually I'm looking here now and I mean even the Caribbean there's a seven a 14 and a five which yeah, is quite unusual um I like the fact that it's all really mixed up I'm looking at third and fourth so there are some third and fourth discounts so there's a Mediterranean there where third and fourth guests are 574 so there are some sailings as well where they've got third and fourth discounts which actually if you're a family that's useful definitely think for us in the uk if you're flying if you want to do this ship they are all fly crews there's no ex-uk or we call it ex-uk sorry there's no um uk departing sailings on board this ship they are all fly cruise options generally going to be from barcelona athens or rome so really well traveled cruise ports anyway um some regional departures can be a bit tricky for places like athens but definitely barcelona is so easy to get to from pretty much every major airport in the uk um rome is a little bit easier but Athens can be a bit tricky depending on where you are definitely for us in bristol we've got to either do a couple of nights pre-stay post-stay um but london's oh. not a problem you can fly daily to london um to athens i think further up north i think scotland they may have a bit of an issue getting to athens but again barcelona is easily available to get to really easy to get to and from the cruise terminal as well to the kind of the airport so maybe look for those barcelona departures if you definitely want to try this ship and you, you don't want to deal with difficult flight connections Definitely with the Fort Lauderdale, just going off what you said before. I mean, I've just flown out of Miami, it's just carnage. Just flying yeah. in and out of Miami is hell. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go in and out of Orlando International, it's just much more pleasant. So, I yeah. definitely would prefer that. And I think as well, it's interesting. I love Orlando and I specialize in obviously Orlando, North America type of thing, but or Disney and that area. But there's so much more to Florida, I think, than just purely the Orlando yeah. attraction area. And I'm very blessed yeah. that I've traveled there quite a lot and I've got to kind of go off and stay. In. We got family in Fort Lauderdale. So it is, it's slightly more quiet. So if you still want to get that Florida vibe and maybe do the more authentic Florida, Fort Lauderdale is a lovely area to maybe stay off and explore because you're not dealing with the kind of uber elite and the kind of uber rich lifestyle of Miami, which is great. It's amazing to see, but being completely candid is a bit soulless. Um, It just feels very kind of superficial now. Miami does in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. I mean, when I went to Miami, I had such low expectations and I thought it would be all right. We were staying for three nights. I wasn't, fast i hate it every time we go through miami airport it's three hours to get through I hate it. <laughs> yeah. every time i just don't know how it can take that long to get through an airport but yeah. i actually fell in love with miami as a town um yes. as a city is it a city or a town yeah. i fell in love with with the beaches like the beach i hate the beach but I, the beach huts all the colors uh, i loved all the art deco so actually 
I was really surprised by it. But if I had the choice of Miami and going to Universal, Universal is going to win every dice. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I've got anything against Miami. Miami's amazing. And I definitely think everyone can visit it, definitely. But um, it's become so urbanized now and so built up that I think if you want to get the more authentic Florida experience, mm. then definitely Fort Lauderdale is, an, is a much nicer part of Orlando, uh, Florida, sorry, Florida to try. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. as well, like going to Orlando. So you go to Orlando and you're going to get that very touristy theme park heavy experience. But just go in 45 minutes either way to either Tampa or going across to kind of Cocoa Beach. You're going to get a very more authentic Florida experience of just kind of like local cuisine, local culture, that type of stuff. Whereas obviously Ooh. Miami and to some extent Tampa or Orlando, they're very heavily tourist and they're very influenced by international tourism. Whereas I don't find Fort Lauderdale is. I think it's just that difference yeah. between, you know, that yeah. that touristy trap versus someone that's a little bit more authentic. That's all. It's it, They're both amazing destinations, but you can yeah. totally yeah. do all of these as well. So you can do a bit of a road trip, fly into Tampa maybe or MCO Orlando um, which funnily um, one of the travel agent trainings we did this week they referred to MCO as Mickey's corporate oh. office because MCO yeah. is the um... <laughs> so oh, that tickled me wait. the other day when we said that <laughs> I can't wait to fly in just the big Disney shop and I'm just so excited about it <laughs> yeah. sorry can I just explain what I'm wriggling about in my chair because we've got a pub getting a French bulldog under the table so I'm trying to separate them <laughs> with my four so that's <laughs> It's so glamorous, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, but no, I'm, I'm excited about going into Orlando International. It's one of my favourite airports. That and Barcelona. So yeah, yeah. So there definitely. you go. Two favourite airports. Um, we need to get out more, don't we? Where we have favourite airports. <laughs> I see. We have filmed a lot of these episodes oh. back to back because we've got excited by new ships coming online and because of other things we're working on as well. We filmed a lot of podcast episodes back to back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, plans. But anyway, guys, I have no idea where this is going to fit into to the overall episode. Um, but we just thought we definitely need to share with you, obviously, where she's sailing. Um, so just so you are aware that that's where she's sailing from. So definitely in European for inaugural season, and then you're going to have Caribbean from Fort Lauderdale as well. Then for the winter months, um, amazing destinations, amazing ports. They are kind of you know well traveled cruise destinations, but that's for a reason because all these ports are incredible. Um, so definitely, if you are interested in sailing on Sun Princess, then these are the ways you want to do it. So I don't know about I'm so excited by this class ship. I'm determined to get, if I don't get on Sun Princess next year, then definitely Star Princess in 2025. I'm definitely going to try and get on it in the next two years um, to get on board these ships because they just look so amazing. But um, I know you're working on content now. So obviously, um, if you want to tell the guys where they can find out information about just sailing with Princess in general, but also where they can find out information on these ships as well. Uh, so the information on the ship probably won't come out for the next month because it's a press thing, but um, the we've got lots on Princess Cruises, on the drinks packages, so anything you want to find out about that, um, it will be over on Cruising with Kids, cruisingforall.com. Cool. And if you guys are based in the UK um, and you want to book on board a Princess Cruise, or especially if you want to take advantage of Sun and Star Princess coming out, Definitely get in touch with me. You can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com or all my social media is magical T-R-V-L-R, except for Twitter, which is still Kieran, K-I-E-R-A-N-T-R-V-L-R, Kieran Traveler. Don't know why that's different. It just is, and I'm not going around to changing it. Um, but yeah, if you are interested, then definitely uh, reach out. I'd love to help you out. Other than that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Definitely, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, it just helps Apple know you've enjoyed it and they can recommend it to other people. If you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, definitely do like and subscribe us as well. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you've enjoyed um, and we'll reply back to you as soon as we can. Other than that, guys, all the best and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.